Hi, I'm Anas. And I'm Grace. We love the Wheel of Time fandom, and we love talking about why it's so special. Our mission is to give back to the fandom through projects that amplify the fun and camaraderie. I thought it was we make people cry. Mm, yeah, but in a good way. This, This is, is The Light's Work. Hello, and welcome to The Light's Work. I am Grace, and I am here with my very good buddy, Anas. And we are recording live in Charleston, South Carolina from OgearCon. And we have a very special guest with us today, and that is Sarah from Watt Series. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm doing great. How are you both doing? I think we're feeling a bit overwhelmed. <laughs> we just had our first episode release yesterday um and we can't believe how many people actually listen to it yeah i haven't even processed um the last 24 hours and we're going to have a couple of days of just crazy stuff so i'm going to eventually debrief with myself about all of this but i am very excited you know because um this is the most fun stuff when we do the actual podcast it's so much fun Yeah, I mean, this is one of our projects, which I think is um, really important to us. We love the podcast, but this started as doing projects like this. I don't know whose idea it was to release our podcast first episode on the day that we traveled to Charleston for one of our projects. <laughs> Spoiler, it was me. <laughs> yes, anything that is overly complex and overwhelming is usually because of Anas. <laughs> so... Um, anyway, Sarah, you jumped right on board when we asked you if you'd like to come to OgierCon, and you ended up like making a week out of it. So tell us a little bit about what made you so enthusiastic and maybe what you're looking forward to this week. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, to clarify, it's really only five days. It's not a full week, so <laughs> okay. can't make myself sound too cool, right? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, when you messaged me about it, I, you know, of course thought I should be a responsible adult, check with my husband, look at my work schedule, you know. No, of course, I immediately go and look at flights. Sweet, there's a cheap direct flight, I'm gonna go. I mean, it was just kind of a no-brainer. Like, this fandom is just so wonderful. I love hanging out with everybody. I wish I could do it every day. I can't, so when I saw there was a chance to do it, I jumped on it because I just always have so much fun with everybody. So. Totally. So did you ever check with your husband about it? I did after I booked the flight. <laughs> I was like, hey, honey, so uh, there's some of my Wheel of Time friends are getting together. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Do you feel like he knows now and he's just like, oh, yeah, he yeah. gets it. I tell him, I'm like, you can come. I mean, everyone's very nice. You probably will feel very uncomfortable and not have a lot to talk about. But you can come. Like, I'm not trying to exclude you. And he's like, no, it's fine. I'm going to just hang out with cats. Yeah. I think it's healthy to have separate things that you do, you know, when you're with someone for the rest of your life. You have to have, like, your I'm time. I'm definitely well aware that this is my thing. Like, a few months after we started dating was when Memory of Light came out. And so I went to the Sanderson signing in Portland. And I was one of the volunteers for the signing. And so he went with me. We had, like, a weekend in Portland. But um, the signing went very long. 
and I think it ended after midnight. And, you know, like a champ, my husband stayed there the whole time. He's probably just wondering what on earth has my wife gotten into. <laughs> he's been very supportive. So, so um, he found, found out about that, you know, when Memorial Light came out. But we like to ask our guests their, their origin stories for the books. So tell us about that. When did you first read The Wheel of Time? When did you first you know, pick up the, the first book? So I started in 2005. It was early in 2005 because if I remember right, New Spring had just come out, which I think was at the end of 2004, if I remember correctly, something like that. Um, and so I had the guy I was dating at the time had was a big fan of Wheel of Time. And he'd been trying to convince me to read it for a while. And um, I was just like, it's, you know, eight books which whatever it was at the time that he first started talking about it that's just so long I don't have I don't want to commit to that or whatever um there was some blurb on the eye of the world about how like Jordan has you know expanded the world that Tolkien created or something that made me think it was a Lord of the Rings spinoff for a while (laughs) and so I just was like why do I want to read a Lord of the Rings spinoff um but eventually I started the series I actually started with a new spring Because in my mind, I was like, well, it's a prequel. I should start with the first, you know, chronological book. Of course, they, it was assumed that you knew all this stuff, like what the Aeo were and what the Aes Sedai were. And I had no idea, but I was really hooked. And then I went to the world and I kept reading. I finished, I caught up basically right as Knife of Dreams came out. I read that and then waited. And then Robert Jordan died, (laughs) which was... I thought to myself, see, I shouldn't have done it. You know, I got myself invested in this series and now it's never going to be finished. And well, we all know how that went. But So I want to ask you, since New Spring was the book that you started with, when you first read it, did you pick up on Soiree? I remember thinking like pillow friend, like because that term was specifically used. And I was like, that sounds a little gay. <laughs> And I was a pretty sheltered, like, 15-year-old at the time. But even then, I was just kind of like, what does that mean, you know? And there was, I don't, I don't think I really, like, put two and two together, really thought about it until later when I was much more, you know, exposed to the world and <laughs> much more uh, progressive, I would say. But it never, I mean, once I figured it out, I was like, oh, yeah, duh, I mean... Yeah, it made so much sense. Even just seeing like the way they just kind of bantered with each other, it just felt very, I don't know, it felt like they had more of a history than just being good buddies. Yeah, and the holding each other and kissing each other. Yeah, you know, that, that was <laughs> that a little too. bit, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't say I've ever done that with any of my female friends, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Totally. Um, so... Another thing we always ask, uh, because it becomes so much more than the books. Um, and I, how many times have you read the books? It's really hard to say because there's I've sometimes I've like started and then I've stopped and then I've started again. I'm going to say total probably four or five times. So definitely not, you know, Sarah Nakamura level of 30 something <laughs> times that she's read. I'm not I'm not at that level, but uh, definitely I would say four or five. Yeah. So obviously reading the books is a big part of being a Wheel of Time fan, but what does the fandom mean to you? Now that you're part of this group, you mentioned that that's why you were excited to come here. 
So what has that meant to you? And has it changed your life in any particular way? I mean, yeah, I mean, back when I started, there was, you know, I did go online a little bit and kind of just, this was back, you know, when the forums were like how you hung out online, right? And I did, I remember finding Dragon Mount and Theoryland, and I think maybe like there was like the White Tower or Tarvalon.net or something. There was a few of them. And I know I made an account on a couple, and then I would just like read the stuff that people were talking about, and everyone was so much more knowledgeable about things than I was. And I'm just like, oh my God, I do not belong here. I am not, <laughs> I am not on this level with these people that have been reading it since 1990. I would kind of lurk and stuff, but I never really interacted with anybody. And then again, you know, going into the Sanderson era, I never really was part of the online fandom at all. I was a member of the Reddit, the subreddit, um, WOT, and I was there since it was under a thousand members. It's like, I guess I'm a hipster for that. Are you a Wheel of Time Reddit originalist? I'm a originalist, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so like that was basically, that was my online fandom experience until probably 2019 or so. Um, I was not, like, I had a Twitter account. I never was on Twitter really at all until I found, I started finding YouTube channels. Like, I remember going on YouTube and searching for Wheel of Time. Once I heard there was a show coming out, there was basically nothing. I think I found a Daniel Green video, and I think I found one of Nameless's early videos. And then I joined Nameless's Discord server. And that was, I think, my first Discord. And then, of course, the casting was announced. You know, people started talking about rumors and speculation. I started spending more time talking to people on there and then 40 Discord servers later, (laughs) here we are. Um, But I really think that I don't think I would be where I'm at today in terms of the fandom without having gone through the pandemic and, you know, everyone just being, a a lot of us being at home and working from home in my case where I could have Discord on my computer all the day while I was working. And so I could just chat with people basically all day long. And I just really started making a lot of good friends and like so many great connections. I started, you know, I got in on the dusty wheel. I became a moderator there, um, started getting in, of course, then on the YouTube sort of side of the house. And then all the podcasts started coming out again. Like when I dipped my toe into it, there was really, a couple of podcasts and a couple of YouTube channels, and then it just blew up. Like, And now there's, I don't even know how many. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, with the pandemic, I think that really provided, I don't know, kind of an anchoring almost for me in that time. And I think a lot of people, other people as well, because there was just so much uncertainty, you know, even just like, is the show going to be canceled now? Like they had to stop filming, like what's going on. But even at that point I knew, even if the show never happens, like I've just met so many of these incredible people that are going to be, I feel like going to be friends for the rest of my life. I mean, there's just, we have so much that we can talk about besides Wheel of Time. It's not just that anymore. Like that's sort of what brought us all together. But, you know, I've just, I've never had, I've never had this many friends in my entire life. (laughs) So it's pretty, it's pretty great. So, so there's two things I want to mention there. The first is, you can be at work, not at home, and still have Discord on all the time. 100%. <laughs> yeah, now I use my phone for that. <laughs> so, um, uh, and the second is wh- when you're in a fandom in a community, quite quickly, the object of the fandom isn't the main focus of what's going on. It's the community and everyone in it that's 
a bigger thing than the show. So if the show, like you said, if the show was canceled, what's happened already between a group of people will, it's like separate and bigger than It like transcends that. Yeah, exactly. And and that happens with the books. It's it's happened with the books for 20 whatever years that, you know, the the books came out with, you know, the transitions within the book uh, in terms of, you know, uh, Sanderson and everything. Um, Because, you know, we've talked about that too, where how that kind of loss you know, people come together in, in those type of things, uh, too. Um, so, yeah, I no, totally, totally um, agree with all of that. Yeah, um, I, I can resonate with your story as well, Sarah. I definitely feel like I have more friends than I've ever had before and better friends, too. Not just more, but like good quality friends. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, excuse me I said buddy not friend today oh. yes. <laughs> demoted yes um, so yeah I wanted to talk a little bit you're not just a member of the fandom you are also a uh, one quarter of Watt series uh, so for people who are listening who might not know what Watt series is could you just tell us a little bit about it and what you do for them so, yeah, Watt Series was a website that was started by another quarter of our current um, membership, Omar. He started it, I don't know, but I think when the show was announced, he just, like, made the website and then just parked it there. But in probably late 2019, um, there was a few of us that were just kind of independently sleuthing out show news. And I think the first thing that I kind of did was there was uh, some naive audition tapes that Omar had found on Vimeo of just an actress that had auditioned for it. And it was under a code name. It wasn't under Nynaeve. And then we were like, ooh, code names. You know, what What else could we find on here? And so I think I we went on and I, a couple of, like me and someone else from Nables' Discord, I don't remember who it was now, but we were on Vimeo like searching like all of these different like code names that we could think of starting with the letters, the same letter of the character name. <laughs> and we knew we knew what a Gwaine's was because there had been an old casting call that had mentioned her code name. And we were just looking for all kinds of stuff. And we ended up finding ones for Pat and Fane and Matt, I think. And that sort of like dopamine hit that I got when I found this stuff was just kind of addicting and I just kept looking at that point and you know I've always really liked investigating stuff and sleuthing and whatnot I mean I kind of do a version of that for my day job and it's just I really enjoy it and I'm I would say I guess pretty good at it but anyway there were a few of us that were doing this independently Omar included and me Lane and Ari who are now the other half of Watt series and we all were kind of talking to each other individually and Eventually, we just thought, why don't why don't we just work together? Why are we all doing this separately? Why don't we stop duplicating efforts and, you know, put our heads together and try maybe see what we can do? So we had kind of started a little Discord chat. And then from then, you know, it was just that was that was kind of the moment. when we, I think that was in March 2020 when we officially started working together. So it's been two and a half years now. And, you know, over that time, we've just, like, become such good friends. I mean, I would never have thought, even five years ago, like, I would have met people by creating a Wheel of Time TV show news website. Like, that just (laughs) is so weird to me to say. And I've actually met people 
that, like, not even, not at JordanCon, not at any of the conventions that were just following the TV show, because they were just interested in fantasy, and they had actually seen our website. And I was like, oh, yeah, I help run that website. (laughs) Nice. Um, But, yeah, just kind of, I feel like that perspective has really... It's different for me to like being a YouTuber or a podcast or whatever, because it's just, I don't know, it's not really, we're not putting our faces on camera or, you know, recording stuff. I mean, we're just writing articles about the stuff that we find. Um, But I feel like that's given us a chance to really get to know a lot of different kind of corners of the fandom, as opposed to like, just really knowing the other YouTubers really well or something like that. And so I really like that we've been able to just meet so many great people through this and, um, yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah, I think the fandom certainly appreciates your efforts, and it certainly had a big impact and is a big part of What Wednesday when we're not getting news from the show account. So I think everybody really appreciates What Series for all the hard work that you all do. Um, part of what we are trying to explore in our podcast is to understand the why and the how of this fandom and sort of the psychology of the fandom. Um, so what do you think it is about the breaking news? Like what it has an effect on the fandom. So what do you notice about it? Like how does it affect the fandom when you share this kind of news with them? I mean, it really, it's really just a lot of fun seeing how excited people get over it. And sometimes we're always, sometimes we've been surprised over what, things people get especially excited over like we'll think you know oh we have like this casting that we found and people are going to be really excited about that but then it's just kind of like oh yeah whatever and then we'll find something else that we didn't think was that interesting and then twitter blows up over it and we're just like oh okay well cool (laughs) um but it's it's really just it's really fun seeing the joy that it brings people and also just knowing that you know we're trying to do it in an ethical way you know like we don't want to get people fired we don't want to get people in trouble we don't want to you know infringe on copyright by posting you know leaked photos and things like that so we try to report what we found but in a way that's not gonna um, cross any lines or hurt anybody Um, and so I think that also is it's a nice feeling that you know we're bringing people joy but in a way that's not hurting anybody else Um, so it's just really fun to see see the excitement because you know like we've gone for these huge drought periods where we don't get any official show news so people get a little thirsty so we we like to help with that i think that um the 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 question i'm going to ask you know you can answer in two ways but is there a um specific thing you've broken news that you've broken that is your like most favorite kind of thing you broke a because you the way you found out about it and you, you know you feel proud of that or just seeing the response and being like whoa we you know because there are times you've broken stuff and it's it's it brings so much happiness to everyone and i'm sure you know seeing that and, or, and you know just feeling that would would feel awesome so is, is there a special kind of thing like that I mean, there have been, you know, things that we've found that I thought were just extra fun kind of behind the scenes as to how how we found them. I mean, in terms of reaction, I have to say that it always just brings me so much joy whenever we find a either confirmed, I mean, unofficially confirmed, like they have it on their CV, but it hasn't been announced by Amazon cast member or someone that we're, you know, 98% sure is in the show 
and just see, but seeing the, oh no, he's hot <laughs> reaction <laughs> the first time. <laughs> like, it's just like, like, Bale Doman was really fun because everyone's just like, oh no, Bale Doman's hot. And, you know, it just continues, like, everyone in the show is so pretty and it's, it's great. And it's just really fun to see that kind of, but it's like a wholesome, it's not like weird or whatever. I mean, it's just a really fun thing that, again, just brings people so much joy. And I think the castings are probably just the most fun to, really, it's just because of that. Speaking of casting, is there an official Watt series theory on who Steve is or was? Because we feel like if anyone would know about Steve, it would be you all. I mean, full disclosure, we have absolutely no secret or inside information on this at all. I mean, we've had people ask us this, but no, we we don't know who Steve is or was. Um, the I would say our flagship theory, which is courtesy of Gigieri is that he, the actor, was part of... There were some scenes filmed at a, like, a historical sort of, like, chateau-type building in the Czech Republic that were going to be for the Logan storyline. And we don't know exactly what was in those scenes. We've seen, like, some concept art that was actually officially released by the show. Of It appeared to be, you know, like, he attacked some people in, like, this palace. And maybe it was, you know, his family or something that he killed. We don't know. But that whole thing was just completely cut. It didn't show up on the show at all. And they filmed there for like a couple weeks. So, I mean, it was a decently sized series or sequence that they filmed. And I think they replaced that with what ended up being the scene with the king and like the battle in Gildan. Um, so our theory at this point is that Steve was a codename for someone part of that. Part of that. Because he does not show up anywhere in the show the final product and we've looked <laughs> there's been a lot of you know like zooming in on this blurry extra in the background and like no that's not him you know and so anyway that i think that's our our theory at this point i don't know if we'll ever find out i hope we do because it's just so funny that was that was so much fun just when that <laughs> when that casting if you will came out just the memes and the, the dusty wheel stream that happened and all that it was just it was really fun so I hope someday we find out. Rafe, if you're listening, call me. Uh, Rafe, if you're listening, wow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, also, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, Steve is Logan's cousin. Got it. All right. Yeah. Officially. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We can break that. We're, yeah, we're breaking that. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of breaking news, how do you all decide how and when to release news? Because I'm sure there's things you know but you are very careful, I think, about, you know, the way that you roll that out to us. Yeah. So, I mean, again, like I like I mentioned, you know, we try to do it in like as ethical as a way of, of a way as we can. And we know that in this sort of unofficial news space, it's pretty easy to kind of cross that line into being like a leaker, if you will. And we don't really consider ourselves to be that. Um Again, just, like, from what I've seen of other, like, we've seen a lot of it from, like, Marvel and Star Wars and those things. Like, people, you know, sneaking onto sets and or onto a hilltop two miles away from set and, like, zooming in with their super mega telephoto lens or whatever. Um, like, we're not, we don't want to, like, that's not what we want to do. Um, but when we find something, we usually kind of just just look at it from a lens of, if we release this in any way, like, even if we don't like post a photo of it or whatever if we release this in any way is it gonna like get somebody in serious trouble and if the answer is yes then we won't release it um 
we just don't want to do that. Um, and then if it's kind of a gray area, we think, okay, is there a way that we can release this, like maybe in a different way that won't be as obvious where it came from? Like the most obvious example is like set photos, you know, that somebody from the crew took or whatever and put online. And it's like, clearly like we're not going to post the photo because it's usually really obvious who took it because sets are often, you know, there's not that many people on set, you know, you can figure out like the angle that it was from. And from what we've heard, you know, (laughs) Amazon has come down on some people for doing that. So we definitely would never want to post like a photo like that. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we try to think, so we try to, you know, maybe we can say it like in a more abstract way so we can still, you know, share this news with people, but not outright say something that would make it really obvious where it came from or something along those lines. And also sometimes we've just sat on things for a while until we're like, okay, there's no way it could ever be traced back to anybody now because it's been four months. So now we'll just write an article about it. <laughs> I feel, I mean, I feel kind of bad about that because we have heard a few comments like, oh, they're like gatekeeping the news you know they don't they don't want to share things with people and it's like it's really not that guys it's not it's no fun to just know stuff and not be able to talk about it like that is the opposite of fun you know we want to we want to tell everybody about it if we can and we just really want to make sure that we can do it in a way that's not going to cause harm and so far we seem to have stayed on everyone's good side and so we're hoping we can continue that but there have been a few things that we've gotten that we just like no we can't report that so that is what it is. So what you're saying is there's like five things you're sitting on right now. That <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, at this point, there's really, I wouldn't say there's that much about season two that is that shocking or groundbreaking that we haven't reported on. So yeah, not really at this point. <laughs> um, so just, you, know, you talked a little bit about your process. Um, how did what Wednesday become, do you, how do you remember it being, you know, how it started and how, what series has become our savior when the Twitter <laughs> chaos, you know, lets us, lets us down? Um, do you like coordinate with the Twitter chaos and be like, hey, are you dropping something or should we be doing this today? Is it us or you? Who's oh, doing yeah, this? We're, we're buddies. You know, we talk all the time. No, I wish. Again, Twitter of chaos. If you're listening. Wow. Number one. Cool. Number two. Call me. Um, but no, I mean, it just kind of I mean, it started the Watt Wednesday thing started back before. I mean, the show account, there wasn't an official show account. It was just the, called the Wheel of Time Writers Room on Twitter. And then they eventually took that account and renamed it to make it the official show account. But that was when the Wheel of Time Wednesday thing started, was, was just Ray running that account. And we got a lot more information back then. Those were the days. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and it just kind of, you know, for a while, the, there was a lot of official news that would come out on Wednesdays, and that was really fun, but... We just sort of decided, hey, you know, we dust do wheel streams Wednesday night, so like we can give him something to talk about, and yeah, why not release it on a Wednesday if if it makes sense, you know, if we can. So that's really that's really all it is. Yeah. Speaking of dusty wheel and talking about news, we one of the things Anas and I realized that um, brings the fandom together is that everyone or almost everyone seems to really love solving mysteries and putting together clues and investigating. What do you think it is about that that appeals to Wheel of Time fans so much? I mean, I think the just having this series that, you know, when it was coming out was so, so detailed and so rich. And there was clearly so many unanswered questions, especially, you know, earlier on in the series. And just so many threads for people to take and run with. Um, and I think that's just kind of where it 
All Was Born, and then I feel like if you're just a fan of that type of series, you're going to enjoy that kind of theorizing. Um, and then even, you know, after the books were released, there was, or the whole series was completed, there were a lot of unanswered questions. I mean, Dusty Wheel has done whole streams on that, you know, things mm-hmm. that we still don't know. Um, and so, you know, I just think that kind of the type of people, again, that tend to be invested in a series that's as long and as detailed and as rich as this one, they're going to enjoy theorizing a little bit. <laughs> and so, again, you know, when you've got the TV show coming out and all these unknowns now that we have again, it's like back in our natural element, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're all thinking up of crazy wacky theories again. So that's, that's really fun. I kind of, again, I was not super in to the OG online fandom, like I was saying earlier, but from the little bit that I did see, you know, it does feel kind of like that, that vibe again, which is really fun. Totally. Yeah. Is there a particular mystery or unanswered question from either the books or the TV show that you're really obsessed with that you want to know the answer to? Honestly, I wouldn't not really, I know that, you know, there were a lot of people that were really obsessed over what, like the three questions that Brandon wouldn't answer or something after Memory of Light came out. Or sorry, or what are we talking about? Spoilers, is that? Um, we can, we'll put a spoiler level at the beginning. Well, people who know, if you know, you know, okay? We're trying to be spoiler free okay. for the most part. Uh, anyway, you know, there were things at the end of the series that people were still kind of left open-ended. And I think there was one of them in particular that I was pretty curious about, but that was actually answered by Brandon a couple of years ago. when he did say that if anybody guessed it correctly, I will confirm that. And someone did. And he did confirm that that was correct. So that was probably the thing I was most interested in. Anyway, it was it was one of those things where just someone like wrote a random Reddit comment and then Brandon shows up and was like, yep. And everyone was like, wait, for real? Oh my God, <laughs> this is one of the big three. We're not supposed to get answers. <laughs> it's not how this works. But yeah, I mean, again, I having, when I first read through, you know, I was not like super dissecting the books in that way I was just like this is really fun and I'm having fun with the story and I just want to see where it goes and I I don't know if that maybe like if I had been more involved with the sort of the forum and stuff that part of the fandom at that point I probably would have gotten sucked more into that but I didn't get terribly there was there was one theory that I liked that I don't think is a spoiler to mention it was the purple Aja theory Mm. that was probably my favorite just I still really like that theory and I kind of subscribe to it still so (laughs) um but yeah I mean even just it's always just really fun when like something new comes out from someone finds something in the notes that we didn't previously know or whatever there's just so much info out there it feels like still that we're still learning stuff and that's really crazy to me that you know after even after the original author has been you know gone for so many years and this huge series that is now complete we're still learning new things, which is really incredible. And I think a testament to what Robert Jordan did. Yeah, for sure. For people listening who might not know what the purple Aja theory is, what is the purple Aja theory? Um, I will without, I can say this in a way that that works. It was essentially the theory that there was like a, cause you know, there's the black Aja, right? Which is like the secret Aja that's working for the side of the dark. And then there was like the purple Aja theory, which was kind of like the opposite. Like it's the secret Aja that's working like against the black Aja. I think that's probably the most like nutshell way I can say that. Right. Yeah. I think the other, there's like the gold Aja theory too. And the thought being, if there's one secret Aja, then there can be there many. There can be more. Right? Yeah. 
and the purple was probably the most kind of prevalent or people like liked the most yeah the purple one was more just like you know there's some of these Aes Sedai that we think like might be part of it like some in particular um but I just I, I liked I think maybe I just always liked the secret auto theories and that was yeah. why I just yeah. described that but in my head it's still true it's never disproven right it never says there isn't a secret good Aja yeah um so you know we, we spoke about you know the stuff you've done with the fandom now and how you came into the online fandom how you first started the books have you um did you when you read the books did you have like in right in real life friends that you spoke you know about the books or have you introduced someone to the wheel of time and been like hey you should read these books and then and then they read read them yeah i had you know again like the guy that had introduced me to them him and then his sister who was my really good friend they had both read them so i would you know as i was reading i'd be like oh my god this just happened and they were like oh yeah i'll just wait till you get to the next book or whatever um so that was it was nice that i at least had i had them talk to eventually i i got my sister to read them um she's also likes fantasy a lot and so she really liked them as well and i have um i had a few years ago uh we got a new co-worker um at my office and we had talked about books and stuff and eventually like she mentioned she liked fantasy and I was like have you read the wheel of time she had and really liked it and I was like oh my god yay and so we could I could have someone to work to talk about and then as the show news was coming out I'd like we'd be like sitting and you know our desks across from each other and be like oh my god look at the twitter like they just released casting and she'd be like wow that's so cool and so that was that was fun um it is I will say that especially as someone who, you know, is an adult with a job and a life and all my peers now are adults with jobs and lives, etc. Um, it's a little bit hard of a sell <laughs> to get people to read a 15 book series. So I do, I am pretty judicious in my recommendation of it. I mean, like I'll, I'll, I'll mention it, but I'm like, look, it's full disclosure. It's very long. If that's not your thing, if you don't have the time for it, just, that's fine. Just don't, don't, don't do it. But I did actually have a new, um, there's a new director at my work and we were on a zoom the other day and I have my desk was in front of my bookshelf at home. And she was like, what's that? Like, what are those books behind you? And I'm like, you mean these? And it was the wheel of time. And I was like, Oh, it's a fantasy series called the wheel of time. It's very long as you can see. And she's Oh, my daughter likes fantasy. Like I should see if she's read this. I said, also, Again, since it's very long, there is a TV show now, so she could check that out if she wanted. So I haven't heard back on on the status of that. That was like a few weeks ago. So maybe I'll check in and see. Yeah, I think I've done that too, where my background and not that, you know, I'm on meetings using that background a lot, but I've definitely done it. And people have asked like, oh, what's the Wheel of Time? And I didn't expect to talk about that during that, you know, interview or meeting but clearly i did because i was using that background i always find it um interesting where you know you if you have a community that you've discussed the books with and then there are people who never had that and when they come to the fandom and uh, and the online fandom um i think that kind of experience of meeting other people who share the same kind of um theories values whatever that's so awesome 
I just I love seeing like when someone on Twitter is like, has anybody heard of the series Wheel of Time? And then just like I think you mentioned it in your first episode, like Twitter time just descends on them, like, yay, another one. And that's always really fun to see. So, you know, we talked about, you know, being in a fandom and, you know, how and how that's changed your life or how, you know what's you know how it's affected you have you ever been in other in, in any other fandom would you be in any other fandom other than the wheel of time back like probably like the early 2000s 2004 ish maybe i was actually a moderator on like a chronicles of narnia fan site a fan a forum and that was right before the first movie had come out for that and so I would say that's probably my only other experience. It's, it's I mean, Wheel of Time has far surpassed it at this point. But um, we were, again, like, there was a lot of, like, theorizing, you know, what are they going to do with this? And finding, oh, a new trailer just came out and just dissecting all the shots and things like that. And that was, I would say, kind of like Wheel of Time light <laughs> in yeah. terms of how much I got into it. But I was pretty heavily into that for a few years. And again, like, moderating a forum and stuff. But I'd, I'd met a lot of people there that I do still keep in contact with. Um, and so I think, again, there is just something really special about fandom that brings people together in, you know, the fandom may be how they meet each other, but then it's not that that keeps them going. Again, like there's people that I still keep in touch with 15 years later that we don't talk about the Chronicles of Arnie anymore, but we just had, you know, so many great experiences working together and stuff. And so I think I imagine that's what it's going to be like for Wheel of Time as well, you know, long after the show is done and sure you know maybe maybe i'll live in a retirement community with some of you guys (laughs) (laughs) the dream of of the commune is still still going strong (laughs) (laughs) especially right now as we're sitting in this giant house with like 12 other people it's it's pretty amazing my commune daydreams are are going mile (laughs) a minute yeah they're coming true (laughs) for just three days um yeah so talking about the how special fandoms are and um meeting people that you really just want to do nice things for and you want to do things with. Um, that's sort of how we came to be discussing the lights work as, you know, ways that basically ways we show appreciation for each other. Um, so we wanted to know if you have ever been the recipient of lights work. Has anyone ever in the fandom ever done something really awesome for you or really nice for you that was, you know, touching for you? Honestly, I this isn't really a specific incident, but just like, I mean, actually, I remember like honest when I first met you. Was it Jordan Con? Was it was it this year? Or was it last year? This year. Okay, and like you just came up to me, like I think it was me and Omar, and you were just like, I love your guys's website, and like it's just you know like thank you so much for what you do, and just kind of that like oh, just, like, real people actually like appreciate what we're doing, and like this is so cool, and it's just it's just so much fun, like kind of realizing that like the stuff that you do is actually bringing other real life people that are standing in front of you joy you know and I don't know if I would I don't know if that kind of fits what you're asking but anytime someone says something like that it's just like it just feels like a hug I mean I mean that's a disqualification you can't use me as the as the <laughs> as the as the example for the life's work right that was before <laughs> no, no, yes you can you absolutely just, can <laughs> I just thought of it because I was looking right at you. (laughs) The secret is out. Honest is the light's work. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's just that, like, cycle of giving and receiving. Like, Watt Series is doing the light's work all the time by giving us all this great news and information. And then when someone expresses their appreciation to you, that brings you joy. And so it's just 
giving that back and forth, which is just really lovely. And that's, that's why we do what we do. Um, so yeah, uh, I think we're going to move on to some more fun things to talk about after we've gone pretty deep. Um, I wanted to ask first about, uh, I am a member of the Watt Series Discord channel, and it's one of my favorite Discord channels to be part of. Uh, but in particular, I really like to interact on the Celtic Thirst channel. <laughs> so I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about that oh, channel God. and like, what do you think it is about thirst, you know, and, and do you feel like it brings people together or does it maybe divide people sometimes? I mean, I really, it's in a really like funny weird way i do feel like the fandom has bonded over just how hot (laughs) (laughs) i mean honestly and i actually i really appreciate because it could become creepy so easily and you know we're always keeping a close eye on it just to make sure that that line is not getting like crossed you know and i've never i feel like it never has at least on this particular channel um but I don't know. I just think it's it's kind of just fun to see everybody just coming together over just like, wow, these people are also pretty and that's great. And it's just it's a nice it's a nice thing. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anyone in particular that you're thirsting over right now on the cast? Daniel Honey, if you're listening. <laughs> call me. Thank My you, husband Daniel. also thinks you're hot. Thank thank you, Daniel, for listening. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> One of the things that we've, we're doing with um, kind of all of our guests are these rapid questions. Oh, no. And so you only have a single word answer or a yes or no answer. And these are, um, you're going to be, you know, you, you, these are going to stay with you forever. So the choices you make <laughs> oh, <no>. with these <laughs> answers. No pressure. <laughs> there's no pressure, right? So um, uh, and you can, you can take your time thinking about it. But it really should be your first kind of instinct. Um, so you can edit this to make it sound a lot more rapid than it actually is. Right, right? exactly. Okay, great, but, but, great. But, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to have you go first. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll start off easy and then it will get more difficult. Okay. So. All right. Favorite Wheel of Time book? Life of Dreams. Favorite character? Nynaeve. Hottest character? Tam. Favorite season one episode? Four. Favorite actor on the show? Damn it. Marcus. Hottest actor on the show? Daniel Honey. Favorite season two teaser scene? Does tassels count? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think so. (laughs) Uh, um, Will Uno survive season two? No. Perrin, Matt, or Rand? Karen. Min, Elaine, or Avienda? Avienda. That was fast. <laughs> Who's more daddy, Tam or Tom? Tam. <laughs> Duh. I knew it was going to be Tam, but I had to ask anyway because but show I'm Tom, Tom. Show Tom is daddy. I mean, right. That's what I'm saying. That, that makes love, it hard. We Whoops. love show Tom. Tam, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about uh, the Wheel of Time and Watt series and the fandom. Um, is there something you're looking forward to most about OgierCon? We have a couple events coming up. We have um, a lecture tonight at the Citadel with Michael Livingston, maybe a tour. Tomorrow we have the book signing and some other events. What are you looking forward to? I mean, honestly, and this feels like every time I go to a Wheel of Time related 
event or convention. It's like, you know, the events are fun, but just hanging out with everybody. I, we could sit in this house for three days and it would be a blast. You know, I mean, I, I think the signing is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for all of this stuff we're going to do. But honestly, just you guys. That's what I'm most excited yeah, I agree. We we created sort of an itinerary, but honestly, I don't think we even need it. It's just great to be together. We're, we're not following our itinerary for today at all. <laughs> yeah, no. We really, well, we, we did the breakfast successfully. I mean, that was because it was with everyone. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. We were like, oh, there's there's two opportunities to go to the library. We should probably split up. And people were like, no, we don't want to split we up. We want to hang out. <laughs> Um, another thing that we like to close out our episodes with is to talk about our favorite fandom moment of the past week. Um, so, Honest, do you want to start us off? Do you have a favorite fandom moment from the past week? I do, and uh, I'm going to explain it a little bit because I, I think um, this is the week Origins is being released, right? So Michael Livingston is going to, from tomorrow, be in the same kind of, you know, looked at as, okay, RJ, Brandon Sanderson, Michael Livingston, Livingston, right? But Michael Livingston is a fan. And this week, he was a fan on Twitter. And seeing how excited he is um, about the the book coming out, about uh, seeing all his interviews on, you know, different um, shows and all that, He's the author of the book, but seeing you know, my favorite fandom moment is him being a fan and going through this process. Um, part of that was also him being excited about us coming to see him or you know to be at this book event um, signing. And I-, I thought that was like throughout this week, I just had so much kind of just happiness seeing you know the fan in him being. It's going to change forever for him, I- and-, and I hope this is a a huge success of a book and there's many more Wheel of Time books that come out. Um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome seeing that. Yeah, I, I just think he's... What? You can choose one. Um, Will I choose one? Yes, I will choose one. But I did want to say about Michael, I just thought um, some of his tweets have just been really sweet this week, very humble. And like he was just... I had tweeted from our account that 14 people were coming here and then he was still like shocked when I tagged everybody. He's like, wait, all of those people are coming. I was like, yeah, that's 14 people. (laughs) But he just, it does, he doesn't seem like he's expecting a whole lot. Um, So I'm not sure he quite understands what he's getting into or understands what it means to us. Um, So I'm, I'm excited to see how he reacts to us being there. And um, yeah, but my favorite fandom moment uh, was the Twitter of time awards, uh, which was on Saturday night. I think Saturday night, it's all this past weekend's been a blur. But Saturday night, um, everybody got together on the Wheel Reads YouTube channel uh, to celebrate Twitter of Time. And I really feel like the awards part is the least important part of that whole thing. It's not like supposed to be like a popularity contest or like who's cooler or whatever. Well, it's only more. People who win say that. It's true. <laughs> 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 um, but really, though, like. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the format this year. I, I feel like it just brought out the best of the fandom. They had, you know, people doing presentations and they had 
between when there was voting happening, they were playing songs and videos from Watt Idol, um, which a lot of people were like, oh, I forgot how awesome this was. And, you know, really going crazy in chat and just a lot of love shared in chat, you know, how much people love the fandom, how special it is, how much they love everybody. All the nominees were just being so nice to each other. Um, and then you had Rob behind the scenes, like, you know, doing his thing. So it was just like everybody coming together with all their different talents and all their different personalities and sharing the love and the fun. Um, cause I think a lot of people found each other through Twitter. So to have that kind of celebration, um, is really fun. And, and Michael Kramer was there and I just think Alan and his whole team did a fantastic job. So if you haven't seen the Twitter of time awards, it's on YouTube on the wheel reads channel. So you should go check it out. And we'll put that in the in the description. I actually uh, only caught part of it. I'm really looking forward to to watching all of it. Um, I think when we see, um, like, we talk about all these things, but whenever there's like this kind of gathering, fun gathering, like what idol, you know, these awards, um, you see the everything that we talk about. We see that in like two to three hours yeah. in front of us in this kind of like pure kind of you know way it comes out and it's so um it's so good to see that um so yeah no um i think it's i think have you left anything for sarah for her her um favorite uh fandom of the week i mean there's so many there's so many well i was i mean i was gonna say the michael levinson tweet about like wait how many people are coming but kind of from a little bit of a different perspective because i really feel that sentiment and that you know, for so long it felt like I was just kind of, like, alone. Like, there weren't that many people that had read the series. And then just kind of this, like, wait, there's more people out there? And then just discovering how big this was and how many incredible people were out there and how many people cared about the stuff that, you know, that I was doing, that other people were doing, that just the books and the TV show in general and that kind of moment of realization, like, wow this is actually a thing. This is real. And there's a lot more than just me is just a really, really special feeling. So that's what, that's what I really liked about his tweet, which is kind of that, that what really sums up my fandom experience. That's really beautiful. I think we very much feel the same way. Um, so thanks again, Sarah. We really appreciate you being here. Um, that's it for today. If you like what we're doing here at the Lights Work, please follow us on Twitter at Lights Work Pod, on Instagram at the Lights Work, join our Discord server, or sponsor us on Patreon. We'd be happy to interact with you and share the love. Um, we're really excited to record again next week. You'll get an ep- a new episode every Sunday. Uh, but until then, it's your turn to go out and do the Lights Work. The Lights Work is a Wheel of Time fandom podcast hosted by Anas and Grace. The Lights Work is in no way affiliated with the Children of the Light. Please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Follow us on social media or sponsor us on Patreon. Patreon.